Welcome to season two of the US-China Nexus, taking stock of a global China. China today is a superpower anew and its footprint is ever expanding. But are all regions equal in China's eyes? The country wields influence across a wide range of arenas from economics and development to soft power and beyond. This season, each episode features a conversation with experts who unpack China's relations with different parts of the world from Asia to Africa and the Gulf to the Americas. I'm your host, Eleanor M. Albert, a research fellow with the initiative. In this teaser, you will hear excerpts from season two's first episode, a conversation with three experts on China's regional role in Northeast Asia. Tune in in two weeks for the launch of season two of the US-China Nexus. Let's dive right in. China's ties to Northeast Asia are really deeply rooted in history and at the same time can also be quite fluid. So how is China's regional presence viewed in each of your countries of expertise from North Korea, South Korea to Japan? I like to start every conversation I have about China and North Korea with hitting the point that I think is a pervasive source of misunderstanding in the American foreign policy discourse about China and North Korea, which is that North Korea is in China's pocket, is an absolutely obedient Chinese proxy. None of that is true. It's really never been true. China-North Korea relations are in a much better place now than they were during the first few years of Kim Jong-un's reign. But that took a while. I think there's a begrudging recognition that China continues to be a bulwark of stability for the North Korean regime. The economic relationship is one, I think, of true dependency. First, I'd like to start in how the United States also misperceives the China-South Korea relationship. I think that there's this narrative of South Korea having essentially a zero-sum relationship with both Washington and Beijing, that somehow if it's moving closer to Beijing, it's moving further away from Washington. In a certain sense, this is kind of like a, a 20th century Cold War mindset. If you look at public opinion data over the past 10 years, there has been a big shift in how the South Korean public, not to mention policy elites, are seeing Beijing. And so there is an increasing wariness about what is the stability, even in the economic relationship. The type of relationship Japan builds with China also shapes what it means for Japan to be a part of Asia and how it identifies itself as a member of Asia. Japan is now struggling how to maintain this Goldilocks distance with Chinese and how to shape Chinese rise and Chinese power. Our show is created and produced by Eleanor M. Albert. Our music is from Universal Production Music. Special thanks to Toya Ulan, Sherman Tong, and Amy Vandervliet. For more initiative programming, videos, and links to our events, visit our website at uschinadialogue.georgetown.edu. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred podcast platform.